Welcome to recording number 87 after a week away. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to um, chat with you. Uh, I think uh, time away has made the heart grow fonder. Is that the saying? I don't know. Um, But um, I had a lovely week with my friend visiting and um, I missed doing this, but I also enjoyed not doing it. And that kind of solidifies this um, complicated relationship I have with this um, thing I'm doing here. So thanks for bearing with me. I am typing into my laptop to find some notes I have because I had some ahas that I wanted to share with you about recovery. And, um, did you hear me just like roll my eyes at the word recovery? I'm sorry about that. Um, but that's kind of how I felt. It was really nice to get a break from, recovery Instagram and recovery talk and it was the sense of like it's kind of exhausting doing this work all the time and sometimes it feels like work sometimes it doesn't but even if it doesn't feel like work it's still a thing and I kind of realized on this past week where I wasn't posting on Instagram or talking about recovery here that it was a much needed break from it. And that's something I do encourage when you feel confident in your sobriety to take some time off from sobriety. And I guess that makes me kind of realize how much mental energy and time I spend on my own recovery stuff. And this is again, where like, I think I'm always concerned about what other people are or aren't doing. And I guess I always, I'm easily tricked and people make things look really easy. And I guess like a, a sh- simple example is like if someone has like, a, you know, a smoking hot bod, I'm always thinking like, that's not fair. How do they look like that? Meanwhile, I'm not thinking about the hours they put in at the gym or with a personal trainer or what their diet is. And so I'm kind of being honest that like, I spend a lot of mental energy on my recovery. I doodle about it. I read about it. I journal about it. I talk about it here and I'm in therapy. And that is a lot. It's a lot. And so I think taking the week off was actually beneficial because it gave my brain some time to rest. Um, so I don't know what you think about that, but Maybe you need to rest too, as long as you are confident that you're not going to pick up whatever it is you're not, you're trying not to use. Maybe you need some time off from sober Instagram. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you just need to mix things up in a certain way or another. But also, I'm not a professional, so don't follow my advice. Um, Seek medical professional advice if you need it. Okay. So as you know, I've been struggling with um, finding reasons to not do edibles. I am still um, edible free. In fact, let me swipe to my sober app. Okay, I am alcohol for two years, three months, and 14 days. Woohoo! And I am weed free six months and 29 days. So I'm approaching seven months. And I'm caffeine-free for two months, five days. Um, And so my reasoning for not drinking 
that's all solid and clear. But then with weed, I'm like, eh, I'm a little wishy-washy with it. However, I started playing Candy Crush again, and I was recently um, swiping through the game, and I was on a level that I was finding challenging, and I was stuck and frustrated, and then, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, and I won the level, and it was the best feeling I've had in a long time. And yes, we can talk about how like that was an, a dopamine rush that was like artificially created from just like, in, not Instagram, but like a Facebook game. And that makes me feel guilty because I should be like walking barefoot in a forest, like touching trees, but that's not what my sobriety looks like right now. So anyway, the point is when I beat the game in Candy Crush and felt this pure, raw joy, it made me really excited that I'm sober. And I think it's taken me almost seven months for my brain to, I guess, balance out or, or what's the term that's on the tip of my tongue? Oh, to get back to my baseline. So I feel like it's taken me seven months to get back to my baseline. And I don't know the science of like my neurotransmitters and everything, but for me to be such like a walking zombie thinking like, why am I sober? Why am I sober? And then feeling as good as I did playing this cell phone game, I was like, this is it. I found my I found my way back to my baseline and something good just happened with Candy Crush and now I'm excited. And so I guess what I've realized is it took me a long time to get here, but I couldn't have gotten here if I started picking up an edible again. So if you're feeling doubtful, keep going. I believe the expression is um, don't quit right before the miracle. That's been in the back of my mind and it felt honest. It honestly felt too cheesy for me to say out loud, uh, but that's what it was. And I'm not calling Candy Crush a miracle, but I'm calling kind of the overall recovery journey a miracle. And so I'm glad that I didn't give up when I really wanted to, when I've had cravings. So, and honestly, honestly, I felt really great about other things other than just Candy Crush. And now I'm kind of realizing like, oh, it's not just Candy Crush. It's different um, moments with friends I've had. It's different movies and music. Music is so good. Do you know what else is really good? Microwave popcorn and a bag of M&Ms. Dang, that's delicious. And um, so that's been on my mind. And then uh, I a real quick note, this is something different. On Halloween, I had I stayed in and I just watched movies with my friend who was visiting. And I I thought I would have really bad FOMO for this one small Halloween party that was happening, um, which is with people that I felt comfortable seeing in person. Um, but I skipped it and I was like, wow, I don't feel the FOMO that I would normally feel. 
And then today my friend texted me, um, you would have hated the party <laughs> because um, it was intoxicated people. The focus was on drinking and um, it involved next day hangovers of people involved. And so that just made me smile that I skipped the party. We're allowed to do it. And I'm happy I did it. Okay, um, what else happened? Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, you guys. I'm a little rusty with doing this. Let's take a, a little doodle break, a doodle breath, and I'll be right back. I remember what I wanted to say, and this may be controversial. This may be a trigger warning about, I guess, substance use. And so, again, I'm not a professional. I'm only, this is my journey, and this is me learning as I go. And this has been helpful to me. It's kind of a mental exercise. If you struggle with cravings, I don't recommend this for you. If you if you're really on edge, maybe you could just like skip this remainder of the court recording or you can hear it out, but I'm going to talk through it and maybe it's, it's not the best for you, but what's been helpful for me is this new visualization I've been feeling or doing. <laughs> um, you don't feel a visualization, but in this case, I do feel it. Okay. So when I felt what I've noticed, I'm I'll be feeling stressed or anxious. And for a split second, the thought would be like, oh, this is a moment where I would want a drink or I'd want an edible. And then what I do is I ask myself why. And with a drink, sometimes I just miss that like first drink, like between the first sip and the first glass where your body feels that physical sensation of relaxation. And that's real, right? I mean, you have a drink and your body does go through a physical response. And what I do is like, oh, that's okay. That's in my head. Like that would maybe be one could say nice or enjoyable or a desired effect of alcohol. And then this is kind of like mind over matter. What I do is I tell myself, imagine having the one drink, but without having it. But let's see if I can mentally control my body. Like, can I make my body relax that amount? All right. So I'm doing it right now. Like I'm imagining I just had a drink and I'm not spending too much time thinking about the actual drink, but like, let's just say like, can I, the point is, can I get my body as relaxed as a glass of alcohol? And then I focus on making my limbs really heavy, relaxing my shoulders, relaxing my jaw, and just like being as relaxed as humanly possible. And for me, it works. It helps. And the point is like, oh my goodness, I don't need that substance. But kind of like imagining it for a split second helps me like remember the feeling of relaxation from a substance. Oh, and um, okay, to be real honest and vulnerable here, 
Um, when I want to take an edible, part of it is like things seem funnier and food tastes better. While the other night when I was watching movies at home with a friend, eating microwave popcorn and M&Ms, I was thinking, oh man, this would be better if I had an edible. And then I realized, well, let's do the same practice of um, imagine, like, can I mentally make these M&Ms taste better? Can I mentally make the popcorn taste better? And it worked. It's really just saying like, be present, enjoy the M&Ms. How good are these freaking M&Ms? And then it was like, oh my God, I'm high on life. And the M&Ms just taste, I'm sorry to say this like name of a candy so many times. <laughs> and if you're like me, you really want them now. Um, and I don't know if there's a name for this visualization, this process, but it's really interesting. So um, I hope it's not like a trigger for you. I hope it's not like making cravings worse, but this is honestly what has been on my mind for the past week of like, make yourself feel that relaxed um, if you had the substance, but then don't take the substance. And so that's been like really super duper helpful <laughs> for me. Okay. Um, and then um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, um, I don't have all my thoughts fully hashed out, but basically before my friend got here, I was really excited to have my friend get here. And I'm so happy she came. It was lovely. It was amazing. Um, but there's, this is basically before she got here, I was waiting for her to get here. Then she got here. Um, when I'm, I'm single and I've been single ever since my last relationship ended up or ended. And I've been thinking like, oh, I want to be with someone I want. And so it's this theme of like waiting for something external to make me feel better. Well, once my friend was here, I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not like this level of unhappiness or discontent that I've had isn't going away. And I've mentioned before, I have this new guy that I've been seeing and I see him once a week approximately and we text pretty frequently. And so now I have someone in my life and it's not official. We don't have a label, but I do get to see someone on like a romantic level and that discontent feeling is still here. So the point of me blabbing on about this is it took my friend visiting me to realize I got to look inward. The answer is it is on my own. It's not within someone else. Um, it's certainly not with my ex, not that person. I'm sending them love and light. And this is profound to me. This is a big aha moment. And so this, I don't know how it's landing with you. Are you like, dude, this is like, that's basic, but it's so different when you really you realize it on your own. Um, so I don't know if this makes sense to any of you. I don't know if, I mean, I feel really rusty. So hopefully the benefit is that like I can get back into the swing of this and um, 
make some sense, but it's lovely talking to you. Thank you for listening. I hope, um, actually, yeah, I'm going to post this tonight. It's Monday, but tomorrow is election day. So I hope you vote. I need you to vote. If you are a U.S. citizen over the age of 18, uh, please vote. And, um, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for because if you follow me, I think you have an idea. Um, actually, no, I'm okay. Let's get political. Um, please consider voting for Joe Biden for president because, uh, he has a set of policies that he plans to, um, enact that, uh, provide much better protections for people like me who are, um, in the LGBTQIA plus community, um, and the Trump administration very early on when he took office, he removed, um, queer resources on the white house page on the white house website page. I forget what the, what it was, but it was basically like things about the LGBTQIA plus community that were on the White House website that were removed within the first month. So there are no protections or policies that I have seen from this current administration that are uh, worth my time. So um, that's one of the many reasons why I'm voting for, or already voted for Joe Biden. So uh, that's where I stand, and uh, I hope you vote, and I hope you consider... Um, people like me as you vote. Wow, okay. I am so tired. My sleepy time tea is working. It's kicking in. All right. Um, So take care of yourselves. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. And you'll hear from me next on Wednesday because I'm back. All right, bye-bye.